0: If you watch it and you know it, clap your ass. If you watch it and you know it, clap your ass. If you watch it and you know it and you really wanna show it. If you watch it and you know it, clap your ass. If you <laughs> Hello, you filthy animals, you beautiful, chaotic minds. It is I, Sir Mike McCowan, of the Stand-Up Comedy Castle. I wish there was such a castle. That would be amazing. Anywaysies. You guys, I got something special for you. I got two comedy dates, stand up comedy dates for myself, Mike McCowan. And uh, that is April 8th. That is April 8th, 2018, at the Comedy Spot in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I believe tickets are $5, and you can get those. On my website, c o m i c o l o g i s t dot com. Also, click on uh, more free content and uh, check out the um, my other podcast, The Comicologist. And uh, yeah, it's going to be sweet. You can also go to comedyspot.com for tickets. And if you can't make that one, don't worry, Z's. You know why? Because just twenty days later, on April twenty-eighth, two thousand eighteen, same comedy, same comedy club, the Comedy Spot, Scottsdale, Arizona, and thou those tickets. I don't know why I can't speak. Those tickets are seven dollars with a two drink minimum. The use a few stand-up comedians whose names i don't yet know but i will be uh performing with my good friend and hilarious storyteller uh not you know the same thing but he will be performing before me and his name is thc superfly travis henry clark guys i hope to see you there it's gonna be great shows. I love the comedy spot in Scottsdale, Arizona. And, uh, come show your sport. I appreciate it. Anyways, I hope you guys are having a great, fucking fantastical week. And, uh, I got a great podcast ready for you guys. Some great stories and, uh, a little bit of a Secret Circle new segment. And, uh, you get a little... You get to know a little too much about me, a little too much about the person of Mike. Secrets that not even my family knows. Okay, okay. Anyways, let's get this thing started. I love you guys. Peace. <laughs> Hello friends, fiends, aliens from otherworldly dimensions. It is I, Sir Mike McCowan, just your friendly neighborhood stand-up comedian and host of That Could Have Gone Better, the podcast where bad decisions make good stories sometimes, hopefully. Anyways. Welcome, friends, and thank you for joining me with this episode of the podcast. Thank you for joining me from all of your individual places in the multiverse. And for all of you lamies out there unfamiliar with the concept of the multiverse, well, let me tell you, It is the idea that outside this realm of reality that we currently find ourselves in, that there is an infinite number of other realities with an infinite number of different variations of yourself, all with an infinite amount of outcomes to how their life and future plays out. Just think of this, friends. Whatever you find yourself doing at this particular moment while listening to this particular podcast, I want you to just imagine, just for a moment, all of the infinite versions of yourself spread throughout space and time in every variation of every reality in the multiverse that every single version of yourself and each of their individual reality and outcome to their life is affected and controlled by every single decision the version of yourself listening to this podcast makes in this current reality. Remember that each and every decision we make has an impact on the overall outcome all of our lives, and although every version of yourself and every reality in the multiverse falls into the same pitfalls and bad habits and poor happenstances you do in this reality, the only difference between your current state of reality versus all the infinite versions of yourself and all the infinite numbers of different Earths in the multiverse is this simple fact. That you are the only version of yourself with the power to write your own destiny. You are the programmer to your own reality. And whatever choices you make in this life, and what kind of energy you put out into the great expansion of the multiverse, then that will directly affect each change in every version of yourself in every reality. And those changes and effects can be positive or negative depending entirely on what kind of energy and decisions the version of yourself listening to this podcast makes and puts out into this current state of reality. In this particular pocket in the multiverse we currently find ourselves in friends you are the writer of your own reality and only you can add a plot twist or create a happy ending right you don't get writers to write your own to write your life you have to write your life you got it now friends with that, we will start this podcast. Thank you for listening to That Could Have Gone Better with Mike McCowan. Now, the story I want to share with you today is uh, an experience that, uh, well, I didn't expect to have. You see... I went to a concert recently, and I, uh see, my friend bought me a ticket. Well, let me start from the beginning. For Christmas, my best friend and his fiance received VIP tickets to our favorite band, Motionless and White. For those of you uh, people with poor taste in music, and are not familiar with motionless in white, let me tell you. You type in into your little keyboards, into the computer, alrighty? And, um, well, you type in motionless in white. It'll pop up with some gothic-looking dudes. Um, Listen to uh, Devil's Night. It's one of my particular favorites, or not my type, or Undead. Great songs. All of their music is phenomenal. They're technically industrial gothic metal core. Anyway. They got VIP tickets. Uh, meet and greet. Q&A. Uh, that kind of thing. Picture with the band. So signed posters and stuff. So they thought to themselves, and it was a huge compliment to me, who do we want to share this experience with? And they thought, uh, Mike McCowan, because we love him. He's our best friend. I don't know why. They have poor taste in friends, obviously. But they chose me. And they are also my favorite band, Motionless and White. So to Tucson we went to Tucson we went. I volunteer to drive, because that is only nice. I mean, I am going there for free. And as a broke comedian, there's not a lot you can do but say, I might as well be a good friend. You know, I'll bring the weed, I'll drive, let's fucking do this shit. Um, in hindsight, it was probably a bad idea, because for anybody who's ever driven with me any comedian any actor anybody really a friend, family member they know that I drive pretty slow Uh, some might call it safe some might call it distracted I might call it a little of both plus a little bit of uh, the THC brain you know anyway driving down we're about 15 minutes late we we're supposed to be there at 4 p.m. it is 4:15 because in tucson apparently uh they don't believe in right in like you know putting in normal roads normal two lane roads it's one line roads every fucking where all right We're trying to find a parking structure for a parking garage to walk to the Rialto Theater in Tucson. And uh, we're driving there. Made about three U-turns and circled the place three times. And the last time we are finally there, we called the place. We're like, hey, we're on our way. You know, hopefully it's still in time. They're like, yeah, don't worry, the band's not there yet, You're st- you still have time to get there. We're like, sweet, we're waiting at a stoplight, and just our fucking luck, a guy in a wheelchair. But not a normal guy in a wheelchair crossing the crosswalk in front of us. No, 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 because that would be too much to ask for a wheel a normal guy in a wheelchair goes slow enough through a crosswalk this guy had one arm and one leg he couldn't he couldn't even function enough to use the wheelchair correctly he had to like hop with his one leg and like kind of scoot with the other like i think he was i think he was using some kind of like cane or something maybe he was can't remember what he was using but he wasn't using it correctly it looked really awkward Felt really bad for him. I guess the wheelchair is the only thing that kind of makes sense. Because. Can't really use a crush at that point. There's a lot of hopping around. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. There's just something. Irrelevant to the story. But. Fucking bizarre. You would only see in Tucson. Like Tucson. Is. I don't want to say trash, but trash. Anyway, for anybody from Tucson, I'm sorry that you live in a shitty city. Anyway, so we were waiting in line, and I want to flip back for a second. On the car ride there, my friend's fiance showed me a meme And on the meme, it had a question. It had a would-you-rather question. Now, we were headed to the band's Q&A, the question and answer, where if you raised your hand and the band called on you, you could ask the band a question. And we're all sitting there, crisscross applesauce. There was about 100 of us, maybe, maybe less sitting down on the floor of the rialto theater in tucson and the band all five of them lined up chris motionless the lead singer was the one with the microphone and uh he couldn't have been more of an artist i am um, i'm actually i really he's exactly who i pictured from the my 30-second interaction with them. Maybe longer. And, uh... I was sitting there, crisscross applesauce, and I actually wasn't going to ask a question. I wasn't going to. Because I have a feeling about... I'm not a fanboy, okay? I know there's some people that always want to meet their idols and want to meet in the meet and greets and take pictures with them and post it on Facebook for all their friends to see. I... Don't give a shit about that. I don't. Because in my mind, your heroes, they're not going to remember you the way you want them to remember you. All that is for is just for you. It's not for them. It's like, it's weird. I don't know. Like, comedians, musicians, any of my heroes are the people I admire. I don't want to meet them. I want to admire their stuff. But. Your signature is like. I guess it's cool. But it's going to honestly. Sit in my closet somewhere. And the picture. Is only cool if I. Gave a shit what people thought of me. Which obviously. I do not. So. I don't know. That's just the way I am. But. I was sitting there crisscross applesauce. First few people asked some questions, and uh, I could feel me getting nervous. I could feel me like shaking and uh, my heartbeat racing because I knew what I was about to do. I knew I had to ask that question that I saw in that would you rather meme. I knew it had to be done because in the beginning, the band announced, well, Chris Motionless, who had the mic, said, hey, you can ask a serious question, which, you know, all the serious questions is mostly serious. And and by mostly, I mean all serious besides mine, which was silly as fuck. And they are all about, like, inspiration for, like, writing songs and all that nonsense, all the usual basic bitchness of the universe Now, they said you can ask a serious question or a a serious question or a silly question, but if it's a silly question, we haven't had any real good silly questions, and we do a lot of these. So, um, try to ask you know you know what you really want to ask us type of thing. And uh, I thought in my mind challenge fucking accepted okay i'm a professional stand-up comedian i got this now i fucking raised my hand wide high in the air and i'm already pretty tall and i'm kind of stretching up i didn't want to stand up completely because you know we're supposed to be sitting down i like to follow the rules whatever and i'm just sitting closest to Not my buddy but my buddy's fiance who's in the middle of me and my buddy. And she looks over. She sees that I'm raising my hand. Doesn't say anything to my friend and just like starts giggling under her breath because she knows what's about to happen. She knows exactly the question I'm about to ask because she's the one who showed it to me. Okay. Now uh, I didn't get picked the first time and I raised my hand again and this time my friend sees me and he kind of leans to me and he's like are you gonna are you gonna ask the would you rather I was like fuck yeah I am I kept raising my hand and all of a sudden Chris motionless pointed pointed straight at me and then everybody lowered their hands and my hand was still raised and then I pointed with the hand I was raising at my own head so it created a c with my arm. I said "Me pretty loudly me are you are you talking to me?" No one answered me. Everyone's kind of looking directly at me. everybody in the crowd, everybody in the band is looking at me, but no one's saying anything so i repeat me are you are you are you talking to me and A lady directly behind me said, yeah, you, he's talking to you. And uh, so in my comedian voice, like, I don't need a fucking microphone, all right? I will fucking belt it over those people. And I did. So I asked my question. And then Chris Motionless stared at me and into the microphone said, yeah, um we were actually talking to this girl. And he points to a girl that still I don't see. She's apparently so small and right up front and so quiet. No one heard her or saw her. And then he goes, but your question seems super fucking interesting. And we'll get back to it. And so they ask her that girl up front the question again and during her question i feel because i was looking at the band before it was like yeah these are my heroes these are my guys you know these are the love their music and everything i'm like looking at them but i feel every single member of the band who's of course besides chris who was focused on the person asking the question Every, but every other member of the band's gaze drifted to me. And I could feel them just staring at me. And I'm like looking away off, kind of, nope, not going to meet your eye contact. I'm just going to wait, waiting my time. Then all of a sudden I hear, all right, so what was your question? Can you repeat it? And then uh, I said, okay. I didn't need an introduction this time. I wasn't going to ask me. Are you talking to me? I knew who they were fucking talking about. It. I waited the longest 30 seconds I had possibly waited while my heroes were staring me down, wondering probably, what kind of medication I stopped taking. And uh, I almost half stood up, still crisscross applesauce, as tall as I could possibly stand, still sitting down, while still sitting down. And I said, yes. um, Yeah, so would you rather switch genders every time you sneezed Or not be able to tell the difference between muffins and babies? And before you ask, yes, the muffins, they taste like babies. And the babies, they taste like muffins. They look and taste like muffins. And uh, he goes, "Uh, all right. I think that's uh, I think that's probably the weirdest question we have ever gotten. Does anybody want to answer it? I stumped every single member of the band. I know this because they told me so. Except for the drummer. Who fucking has my respect until the day I die. Or he dies. Whichever one of us goes first. Because he goes... Well, I don't fuck with muffins, so if I saw a lady holding a bagel, I think I'd be able to differentiate. And I was like, "My man!" So, uh, I'm I'm pumped up. I asked my question. Fucking murdered it. Anyway, we're waiting in line. I'm waiting with my friend, his fiance. And, uh, he goes, Hey, for the picture that we take with the band, do you want to take it separately? Uh, or together? I was like, well, I want to be here except I want to be here if not for you guys. So like, I don't know, you're, you're the people that I'd like to share the memory with. So for surezies, let's just take it together. It doesn't matter to me. You stand where you want. You stand next to the member of the band you want. And uh, he goes, oh, I didn't know if you wanted it like your own picture for the podcast or whatever. And I said, no, because that is gay as fuck. And anybody who ever does that, shame on you for trying to be a Famy, Famerson, big time, trying to big time people. I don't know. It's weird. It's gross. I don't like it. Don't do it. Anyway, I said, yeah, let's fucking take a picture all together. Three of us. Three musketeers. And uh, in my mind, I had placed where I was going to stand. Because I figured that, you know, my two friends wanted to stand next to the lead singer, Chris Motionless. I had placed myself in between Ricky Hoare and the drummer who answered my question because uh, I knew we were going to be besties. And when I walked over to him when it was our time to take the picture, my friend had already was already standing there and he kind of caught himself in a place where, oh, well, I can't walk away and be rude to the other members of the band. So, you know, I bet they get that kind of shit all the time. And I was walking by, and the other side, Chris's left side, was open. And I was about to walk past him. And he goes, he opens up his arm, and he goes, Muffin Man, stand next to me. And I stood next to Chris. I took off my glasses. I smiled. And my dreams came true that day. Because, uh... I proved myself wrong. I I could have not asked that question. It wasn't even my question. I stole it from a meme. But I love Would You Rather questions. And honestly, they told me it was the weirdest question they have ever asked. So now I know to follow Motionless and White wherever that band goes in whatever interview they're in. Because I know the types of interview questions interviewers ask. They'll be, they'll try to be silly or cute, and they'll be like, well, what's the strangest question you've ever been asked in a Q&A? And then I will hear it. It'll be my time. And I'll hear them say, well, this guy once asked us if we would rather switch genders every time we sneezed, We're not be able to tell the difference between muffins and babies. And then my dreams will finally be complete. I might even make the memoir. All right. Who knows? Maybe I can open them for them someday. That would my dreams would coagulate all over themselves in an orgasm. Aneurysm. Okay, I don't I don't even know if that's a real thing. Okay, but that's what would happen if if that happened, you know? You don't don't even know. Now, friends, avatars, strange people with tinfoil on their glasses to keep the aliens and the government from listening to their thoughts. It's time for... The segment that everybody wants to know. It's The Secret Circle. Now, uh, I've been thinking long and hard about The Secret Circle. And I'm going to choose to share my SYNC story with you guys. I want to take you back to a simpler time. A time in the 90s. Nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. Yep. Because I was eight years old. Little eight year old Mike McCallum. In Stork Elementary School. Yes. That's a real place. Look it up. It's in Rancho Cucamonga, California. And. Uh, we were in the bathroom. Me. We're in the boys' bathroom. Let's not be weird. We're in the we weren't in the girls' bathroom. We're in the boys' bathroom. You know, boys dare each other to do weird things when boys are together because boys are weird. I don't know why, little boys especially. And so, I think someone someone had dared me to pee in the sink, or to pee. Someone had dared. This kid, Kevin, had dared uh, this other kid, Jimmy, to uh, pee in the sink. And Jimmy was a fucking pussy. And he was like, he said no, because it's against the rules, and no one wants to break the rules. And then fucking Kevin said, all right, Mike, I dare you to pee in the sink. And I said, all right? Wow, what a scary, scary dare, Kevin, you fucking Korean pussy. I'll pee in the sink. It's porcelain, just like the fucking toilet, and it connects to the drain. It's whatever. So I peed in the sink, and little Jimmy narked on me. Yeah, he narked on me. He got me suspended for two days. I was in the first grade. I was in the first fucking grade. No, it had to be 1997. It was 1997. But I was in the first fucking grade, all right? I was seven years old. Seven years old Michael. Mike McCowan. A peed in the sink. Big deal. What happens in dares, in friendship circles, that should stay in it. Rats end up dead, man. Snitches get stitches. That's the same that's what I was trying to think of the kid didn't end up dead i don't want anybody to get all worried now um i got suspended for 2 days and it was during christmas vacation so i was grounded during christmas vacation and we we're, we go up we would go up to big bear california during christmas and we'd see all our cousins and all our friends and play in the snow guess who didn't get to do that Jimmy Mike little seven-year-old Mike didn't get to do that no you ruined my Christmas vacation Jimmy and it fucked me up so much that to this day I will still pee in a sink and yeah you heard me correctly a sink it doesn't matter whose sink if i feel it's justified i will pee in that sink number one it's easier because it's my height i'm a tall dude and my penis matches up with sink height number two people can't tell you're peeing if you pee in a sink they don't hear the dripples of the water and i don't know why it's an insecurity thing It bugs me when I'm, like, in a... around people. I know it doesn't make sense to pee in the sink. It... uh, you... you feel like... Well, I feel like peeing in the sink's a little more disrespectful, Michael. Well, fuck you. Nothing I do makes sense, okay? So don't... you can't fight me with logic, okay? Just explaining my thoughts. This is a secret circle. We're not gonna narc on each other, okay? If you learn anything from this story, it's not to narc. Now, yeah, a sink. I don't care who sink. In fact, if anybody were to ever call me on, hey, Mike, I listened to your podcast. When you're at my house, you've never peed in the sink, right? If you even approached me with that, you would be breaking the secret circle code. And just out of principle, I would do something worse than pee in your sink because you don't break the code. That's just as bad as narking, okay? You can't stop it. It just happens, okay? You don't want me to use the bathroom? Fine, I'll pee outside. I am a wild animal, okay? Wild and free. Yeah, so to this day, because of Jimmy, because Jimmy narked on me for peeing in the sink as a dare, I thought to myself, fuck you, Jimmy. Fuck you, principal. Fuck you, parents. Punishing me for peeing in something that is clearly toilet-shaped if you were really going to cut down to the brass tacks of things. It's connected to the sewer, just like the toilet. Water goes around it, just like the toilet. And you wash your dirty hands in it. And soap sterilizes it. So don't... And pee... Urine itself is sterile, so don't you tell me that that is more gross than just washing your hands. Your hands are covered in horrible things. Horrible things. You wipe your ass with your hands. So don't you tell me that that's more gross or any less gross. So, I'm just saying... You wanted me to let you in my secret circle and I let you in. I don't care if it's your grandma's house. I don't care if it's my boss's house. I don't care if it's a police officer's house or the president of the goddamn United States and he lets me use the bathroom. If I feel it's justified, I will pee in that goddamn sink and then I will flush the toilet even though I didn't clearly use it and then I will fake wash my hands run my fingers through the water and shut it off that's right I won't even wash my hands alright people put penises in their mouths I've never put a penis in my mouth people have put my penis in their mouths not lately but like they have In the past. And I feel like that's way more of a risk. Because they have no idea where my penis has been. But I know exactly where my penis has been. It's been in the shower and then in my pants. In my underwear. I took it out to pee in your sink. And then I put it back in. My hands are clean. So that's my secret time. That's my secret circle for today. I will see you tomorrow, right before my rehearsal. And uh, keep it clean, bitches. I love you. Check out my website, comic dash dot tcom for full stand up dates for April 8th Comedy Spot Scottsdale Arizona and the April 28th Scottsdale Arizona at the Comedy Spot and full free content blog I'm also check me out on Vero social media and Facebook also here on Anchor and the podcast That Could Have Gone Better, and Comicologist, C-O-M-I-C- dash O-L-O-G-I-S-T podcast, and uh, you can find those both. We're now officially on Spotify, which is fucking bitchin', and Google Play, iTunes, all that good shit, Pocket Casts. I love you guys, and have a fun Fun, fantastic, fun fucking fantastic weekend. And remember, each and every single one of you motherfuckers are in control of everything you do. And for every road, there's a few twists, there's a few turns, and there's a few speed bumps. But you know what? That's what makes a fucking road, you know? That's what makes a good traveling road. I don't want to go down the big highway. I want to go down the fire road where I can fucking see some elk and some cool animals, you know, some bear. That's how you see cool shit. That's how you see the chickacabra. I know you're not supposed to say his name. I know that's how he finds you, but chickacabra, but you know, go find Bigfoot, go find the chickacabra, go find find me a werewolf god damn it i just want a werewolf you guys that's all i've ever wanted but you know they can de-evolve chickens but they can't make me a werewolf i just i don't understand it but whatever that's what i want for christmas i want a werewolf all right if he's an asian werewolf I will like it even more. And before you say that's racist, no. No, it's not. If you want to make it all the races, make it all the races. as long as it's a werewolf, okay? I just wanted a smart werewolf. That's why I said Asian. But I'll settle for like a Mexican werewolf because at least I know it'll be a hard worker. It's just, if it's a white werewolf, I know it's going to be a lazy piece of shit. And I just, I don't want that. I don't want it to steal all my money, you guys. You know? Anyway, I love you. And this is Mike McCowan saying, next time you see a fat person fall in front of you, it's okay to laugh. You have my permission. This, this is Mike McCowan saying, peace, bitches.